0: Welcome to The Power of Stories, a podcast by women, about women, and for women, their voices and their stories. I am Sharon Catherine D'Agostino, a passionate advocate for the empowerment of women and girls everywhere, and the founder of SayItForward.org.
1: And I'm Yodit Kifle-Smith, a creative dedicated to making sure the voices and stories of women are heard. I have the privilege of working with Sharon on sayitfora.org to do just that. In this podcast, you will meet courageous women from around the world whose unique path to empowerment will leave you encouraged and inspired. Today is a special episode because I get the opportunity to talk with one of the most treasured person in my life, Sharon D'Agostino, who is also the co-host of the Power of Stories podcast. She's joining us today from her home in Princeton, New Jersey. A little bit about Sharon. She is the founder of the story-sharing platform, SayItForward.org. As mentioned, co-host of this podcast and leader of Monthly Women's Circles that she hosts online. Sharon believes in the power of stories to spark our compassion for ourselves and for others and to recognize that we are all connected. I can't explain how excited I am, Sharon, to be talking with you today. Welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Yodi, and I'm excited always to be talking with you.
1: So let's talk about sayitforward.org. Yes, um, let's. Yes, because <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, um, then you know th- this podcast is part of sayitforward.org. There's close to 2,000 women who've shared their stories, over 80 countries represented. It's just simply amazing. And so can you take us on a journey to how sayitforward.org started? I have literally never, ever met
0: a woman whose story did not inspire me, not ever. And certainly there are a lot of inspiring men and I respect them and their stories. But in the settings where I was is experiencing my life or experiencing my work, women's stories often didn't get told by them. They got told by other people. And so I had a passion for women being able to tell their story in their own words. So not what somebody else's interpretation was right. of their life, yeah. but what they were experiencing. And so... One day I was deciding that I was going to leave my job in the private sector and I was literally sitting and talking with a friend and I said, I want to help women find their voices. And I'm thinking that it would be great to have a website where anybody, whether she had an affiliation with like an organization or not, she could just show up. And share her story anonymously or identified and tell whatever story she wanted and not have anybody judge it, edit it, comment on it. I left that lunch and I went home and I started making phone calls to make it happen.
1: How has stateforward.org just even contributed to your own growth as Sharon? It is an inspiration
0: every single day. It has made me even more certain that every woman wants someone to know something that she's going through, even if she can't tell it to someone that she knows. Mm -hmm. And you know, because you've read all of the stories Mm -hmm. on this site, that comes up sometimes where, where someone usually who has shared a story anonymously will say I needed to tell someone this or this is the first time I've told someone this. It has reminded me that we carry stories that we can't share but we carry them anyway Mm -hmm. and for some of us those are burdens and for some of us they're painful. And the other thing that has been a theme that surprised me And we see it in so many stories is that women and girls will say, I'm sharing my story. So others will know they are not alone. Mm. And that is a very powerful motivator for women to share their stories. But also, I think, an
1: inspiration then for others. I'm sure that there were times where you found yourself in spaces that were disempowering (laughs) to... Did I ever Did. and so, <laughs> so can you, you know, share a time in your life when you felt like you knew you had a voice because that's what you've seen, uh, but that your voice was silenced. Can you tell us about what that felt like and how you overcame that?
0: I found that when I was in a a job where I would be in a meeting where I might be the only woman or one of just a couple of women, and the way that I speak was perceived as soft, mm. that I would get interrupted, or people would talk over me, or I would make a point, and then five minutes later, a male would make that point, and someone would say, That's an excellent point.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> and it was very frustrating. I also recognized that I was the only one that could fix that. So, I was going to have to be firm. I was going to have to start saying things like, (laughs) I wonder why, when I made that point a few minutes ago, you didn't think that was something even worth noting. But all of a sudden, now that John said it, it's important. Or a phrase that I used a lot when people were interrupting me in meetings was the phrase, I was going to finish that sentence.
1: And I I think I remember you saying that on multiple occasions.
0: (laughs) It was such a surprising experience for me to realize that the only reason that in some situations people weren't listening to me is because I was a woman. I even was in one meeting and afterwards someone from human resources came and told me, explained to me, I think now they people would say he mansplained to me Mm -hmm. that there were all of these studies that say that men really aren't trained to hear women's voices. And I said, What? Well, they hired me here. And I think that that means that I am meant to contribute and I can't contribute if people are interrupting me or not listening. So I learned to be strong and then to really encourage other women who were either on my team or on other teams to speak up and to make sure that people knew what they were thinking because they had very important mm-hmm. things to say.
1: Yeah. I clearly remember, you know, just the way you led with compassion, but you also were just very strong in, in the way that you presented yourself. And so I know that, that had a huge impact on me. I'll never forget a time when you and I had a one-on-one and I shared something and then it was like a What felt like an eternity silence, like they were just silent. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I say something wrong? But then you're like, no, I I was just listening and processing. And I remember in that moment thinking, like, wow, because we're so trained to like have an answer right away, but something about you taking the time to really listen rather than feel like you have to answer right away, that always stuck with me. And so when it comes to listening to people, like really hearing people out, not for just responding right away like how would you encourage us to to do that and and what what do you encourage us to think about when we're listening to people
0: i try to listen with an open heart and to really hear what the person is saying because so often mm-hmm in life, we don't get to complete our thoughts, even with people we love because they think they know where we're going and then they jump in and then we don't get to actually express the fullness of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so I try to listen to understand, to really understand. And often because we are so used to getting interrupted. That's off-putting for people. I think, don't you want to say something here? (laughs) I will eventually say something, but right now I want to hear what you have to say. And we're not trained to listen well, I don't think. It's not our default,
1: but we can learn to listen well. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So I am very sure that there are those listening to this episode who know you and and if you do know Sharon you know that she has a very special gift of mentoring taking people under her wings and loving them nurturing them speaking life into them and i am one of those people that you have done that for and you are a mentor to you know to many locally but also around the world tell us what has been the role of mentorship in your own life and then how has that mentorship helped you become who you are today? The most important mentors
0: I, that I had in my life were my parents because they were both very, very loving and helped me believe that I could do whatever I wanted to do. So they were my first mentors. Mm-hmm. I met many other people in my life who became mentors, whether they were an aunt or a Girl Scout leader or a teacher or a professor. When I started working in the business world, a lot of my mentors were men because those were the people that I reported to. And those were the people that surrounded me. And I learned to so greatly value people's spending even a few minutes with Mm -hmm. me giving me any advice and especially when we work in a place where we're trying to understand our job our role in our job and then the culture (laughs) I have a lot of respect for mentors and teachers and anyone Mm -hmm. who wants to help me and anyone else along their path without trying to tell them who they have to be and how they have to be it Mm -hmm. because The number of people who, over the course of my career, told me that I was too something, usually Mm -hmm. too soft, too kind, too nice. (laughs) And I learned to remind them that they had to lead the way they led. I could only lead the way that I would lead. And that the most important thing was to watch how my teams performed. Because that is really the measure of a leader is how happy is your team? How motivated is your team? And what are their results? And eventually that's what people started to do. But like many women, the feedback that I got early in my career was that I wasn't a leader. And then I just determined I was going to prove that I was, that I was a leader the way I could be a leader and be true to myself.
1: This is the 50th episode of the Power (laughs) of Stories podcast. Mm -hmm. I just, I want to clap, but I don't want to hurt (laughs) people's ears. uh, We can cheer that. We can cheer. And we, you know, we've gotten to listen to inspiring women from all walks of life, so many different countries. What have you learned from these women? And what do you hope that people who listen to this podcast uh, take away?
0: Well, I learned something from everybody, every single woman. For our listeners, in addition to saying thank you <laughs> for listening, I would just want them to realize that their stories are equally important, they are very inspiring, and <clears throat> that their story is as unique as they are, and that I hope that they will find many ways to to share their stories And SayItForward.org is a great place to do that. And I also, Yadit, think it's important that we tell our listeners that at the very beginning, that launching this podcast as an extension of SayItForward.org and a way to get women to share um,
1: their stories, that was your idea. So thank you. Well, you know, this is a question very well because we ask it to each of our guests. So How can we all encourage other women and girls to confidently use their voice and claim their power? The best way
0: to encourage women and girls to confidently use their voice is to listen to them, Mm -hmm. to listen to them without interrupting them, to listen to them, to really understand what they are saying and to help them feel Heard Mm -hmm. because we all know that that is a unique feeling Mm -hmm. feeling heard, so that is something that we can do to encourage Mm -hmm. them. I think the second part of the question about claiming power is is more a process than a a one-time event. We can encourage women and girls to claim their power is to consistently remind them that they have power, that they are powerful, that even if they grew up in a family or in a community where they weren't taught that they have power, that they do because we all have incredible power within us. And I love Alice Walker's words. And she said, the most common way that people give up their power is by thinking they don't Mm. have any. We can remind them. We can remind each other in this global sisterhood. We can hold hands virtually or in person and say, you are powerful. Mm -hmm. What you have to say is important. And no one can say what you have to say because they haven't lived the experiences that you've Mm -hmm. lived.
1: Thank you for seeing me, for hearing me, for loving me and for encouraging me in in more ways than I can ever count and I truly can say that my life is made the better because you're in it and I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to do this I have been looking forward to this moment and so I'm so glad that has finally happened on this 50th episode and so thank you to our listeners we thank you for your commitment to listening to this podcast we really do hope that you were inspired And we want to also thank Lisa Dijavin for the incredible work that she does um, as our co-producer and editor of the Power of Stories podcast. Um, So lastly, I just want to ask you, Sharon, are there last words you want to leave with our listeners?
0: I want to thank them. I want to thank you and remind all of us every day that our voice (laughs) matters and that we can use it to help make this world a more compassionate, a more kind, a more equitable, and a fairer place for all. And isn't that a great way to use our voices? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you. I love you, Yodit. Thank you for this conversation and for what you do every day on SayItForward.org. And to our listeners, we invite you to visit SayItForward.org, a place where you are welcome to share one or more stories about your unique path to empowerment. Or you can read the stories of other women and girls. This
1: is Sharon Catherine D'Agostino and Yodit Kifle-Smith signing off for now and hoping you'll join us for our next episode of the Power of Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we do hope you'll give us a review and recommend The Power of Stories to a friend. And lastly, we want to remind you of the power of your story.